The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Galen McDowell. I am the Senior Assistant Minister and Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Uh, we're actually uh, about to go into our 62nd anniversary next month in October. We started in 1956, Reverend Coleman with eight people uh, to start our church. And 62 years later, we're still helping people live uh, better lives. So anyway, we're in the midst of a series called The Miracle of Tithing, Uh by the book of the same title by Mark Victor Hansen. And I'm teaching from the second edition of the book. I have had some people tell me that they had a little bit of a hard time getting this book, which I didn't expect because Mark Victor Hansen is very popular. He has a website. You know, we have things like Amazon.com as well. So uh, I still would suggest strongly about that you get the book. Go to Mark Victor Hansen's website, order the book. It's the copy with the green cover and the gold writing on the cover and work with the book because if it's something you want to learn more about or you want to practice, want to make sure that you have the tools in your hands. Anytime I teach a particular book, I want to make sure that you have an opportunity to study the book, not, not only listen to the podcast. Yes, I'm going to give you some good stuff to work with, but I realize that that's not exhaustive. You need the time to be able to listen, read, and contemplate what you've heard and read and allow the spirit within to guide you. Now, since this is the last show on tithing, or at least this book on tithing, I want to make sure that people who want to call in have an opportunity to do so. You can call in at 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. Make sure that if it's something that you want to ask me, take advantage of the opportunity and do so. I want to make sure that you get your questions answered. And I might not have the answer, but I think I can point you in the right direction, hopefully. All right. Also, before I get started on the miracle of tithing's last chapter, which is problems and issues with tithing, in other words, what people bump into, I also want to let you know about the next book I'm going to be teaching. So beginning next week, 
I'm going to be teaching Prosperity's Ten Commandments by Georgiana Tree West. Again, Prosperity's Ten Commandments by Georgiana Tree West. It is a Unity classic, classic book. It's a part of the Unity Classic Library. You can get the book on Amazon.com, but you can get more copies on Unity.org. And when you go to Unity's website, Unity.org, you will notice that they have the ability to buy books. They have an online store. And if you go through the books and then you go to the prosperity section, this book will pop right up. It is an absolute classic. And what the author did decades ago was create a book that was based upon the Ten Commandments that were given to, by Moses to the children of Israel after they left Egypt. But she put a prosperity twist on them. For example, the first commandment in this book uh, plays off of the original Ten Commandments where the, in Exodus 20 verse 3 it says, you shall have no other gods before me. She uh, adjusted it to a prosperity statement by st saying you shall look to no other source but God for your supply and so on and so on. So every time there's a Ten Commandment, uh, a commandment rather, she actually takes the time to create a prosperity statement out of it that's similar to the original statement and then teach the prosperity principles. So you don't want to miss this course. Prosperity's Ten Commandments, let people know about it. It's going to be worth its weight in gold. Trust me when I tell you, I'm all excited about teaching it. So let's make sure that we get what we need to get and do what we need to do. Now, page 91, it says, uh, well, page 89, problems and issues with tithing. Page 91, and it says, many of my readers have written to me with questions about their specific tithing challenges. Some of their questions are here along with my answers, which are strictly opinions gleaned from my experience and understanding of tithing. So what he's saying is when it's all said and done, when it comes to your money and your life, you are the final deciding factor. We can give you answers based upon our opinion or our position or our understanding. But nobody should be making the choice for you in your life but you. Why? Because if you say I gave the tithe because Reverend Galen or Mark Victor Hansen or whoever said do it, then you're not taking responsibility for your life. Because if you give something out of fear, you also have to get the results of that fear. Because consciousness produces form. That's one of the things that I'm really trying to drive home with my students at Christ Universal Temple. Consciousness produces form. So when people start asking, why is this showing up and why is that showing up, et cetera, et cetera, consciousness produces form. It doesn't say that thoughts you like or you or there's just the thoughts you want to show up will produce this form. Consciousness, the totality of your ideas, thoughts, feelings, beliefs you know, attitudes, etc., express or manifest in life. Not just individually, but collectively. Just, you know, you know, not only do you have individual consciousness, 
your home, if it's more than one person who lives in it, has a collective consciousness. Your business or job environment is a collective consciousness. Your neighborhood, your city, your state, your school, collective consciousness. Your gym, collective consciousness. You can go to certain gyms where people are kind of lollygagging, in other words, just playing around, loitering, not working out a lot, talking, chit-chatting, whatever, and then you go to some other gyms where people are really serious about working out. It's the level of intensity. It's a state of consciousness. So if consciousness produces form, when you start walking into places, you can see, okay, what what are the dominant states of mind that are producing these results or lack of results? Because consciousness produces form. All the time, in every way, consciousness produces form. Not just individually, collectively. And if you accept somebody else's belief about you or you accept some world belief about life in general, then you have to have the results of that belief because consciousness produces form. This is why the practice of tithing is so important. And I'm not going to reteach all of the stuff that I've taught already. But I do want you to get to the understanding that tithing is also a way that you train your consciousness to practice the law of giving and receiving. Because it's a practice that says there's always enough. There's always something to give. And God gets the good first. Not because God needs money. That's a ridiculous statement. Not because God, uh, you know, has some list to make sure you're doing the proper things. That's a ridiculous statement. The issue is the consciousness of money is developed, the consciousness of success, the consciousness of prosperity, the consciousness of abundance is enhanced when you realize that you're one with your source. Therefore, God is a giver, you are a giver, and you have the ability to receive from the universe, from God, from divine law, from principle, from the I am, Whatever term you choose to use, divine substance, you will receive. Press down, shaking together, and running over once you have the consciousness of the abundance. Because consciousness produces form. Jesus said, By your faith, be it done unto you. The Apostle Paul wrote, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That's from Romans chapter 12, verse 2. So Paul even wrote that there is no transformation without the renewing of the way in the way you think and feel. You have to be transformed by the renewing or making new again your thinking and feeling. And then once that happens, then you can discern God's will for you, which is absolute good, or as he says, good and acceptable and perfect. 
All right. Now, back to the book. He goes on to say, what if I am living on savings without income? Should I tithe? He says, all I can tell you is what I've done from personal experience. When Patty and I had to get a loan to live on, we tithed 10% immediately. So for him, he's saying, from his personal experience, he's saying, do what you want to do, but I can only tell you what I do and what has worked for me. That's really the issue. What am I doing and what has worked for me? Not anybody else. What has worked for me? Not anyone else. What has worked for me? Then he says, if you're living off the savings part, if you're uncomfortable tithing a full 10%, then tithe what you can, even if it's 1%. He says, the, the, the question comes into play is stay in the consciousness of giving. And develop your consciousness back up to the 10 or to the 10. Then he wrote uh, this question. My husband was laid off and we barely have enough to live on, much less pay the bill. Should we tithe? He wrote, of course, to overcome lack in poverty consciousness and enter into prosperity, you absolutely need, he capitalized, need to tithe. Tithing will expand your awareness and keep the disease of poverty at bay. Speak your word to your bills. Speak your word to get perfect employment and total enjoyment from life. So he's, so what he just did in this short paragraph was give three steps, not one. He said, first, when you feel in the pinch, give. Two, speak the word to your bills. All right. That's the first thing. So take bills in your hand, open them up, read them, take the bills in your hand, and start thanking God for more than enough to take care of every bill and that your cup runs over. You're like, that's not practical. Realize consciousness produces form. What you're trying to do is shift your thinking. Eric Butterworth talks about in Discover the Power Within You that he had two people come to him on the same day, both who had lost their jobs and they were seeking employment. Now, these are 1950s or 60s standards. I think the book came out in 62 or 63. So these numbers are warped now. He says one man had a job that was $5,000, and he lost it. And I don't know what the equivalent of a $5,000 job in, like, 1958 would be now. He says another man had a $25,000 job, and I don't know what the equivalent of a $25,000 job in 1958 would be now, but it would be considerably higher. So both the $5,000 man and the $25,000 guy both lost their jobs. They both went to the same minister to seek prayer or, or what we would call a new thought, spiritual mind treatment to get, get gainful employment. Lo and behold, the man who had a $5,000 job got a new job for $5,000 a year. The man who had a $25,000 job 
found another job for $25,000 a year. They went to the same minister. The minister used the same treatment, spiritual mind treatment or prayer on both guys. And they got the result that their consciousness could comprehend, understand, and know. You don't go from the $5,000 guy to the $25,000 guy or possibly the equivalent of that now would be the the $40,000 guy to the $150,000 guy without a leap in consciousness. Because no matter what you do, it'll put you where you can function. What you know, what you believe, what you accept. Because one aspect of consciousness that nobody talks about a lot is that we create our own inhibitors. In other words, if God is just abundance, if God is overflowing supply, if the manna is falling from heaven daily, then why is it that we experience the lack? Because individually and collectively, we've accepted beliefs in limitation, beliefs in separation from good God or our source. Limitations based upon race, based upon age, based upon nationality, based upon environment. Religious beliefs that sometimes hold us back. And we decide, consciously or unconsciously, to live from this belief that the world has given to us. This is why Jesus said that you have to be in the world but not of it. Back to the book. All right. It says, if my cash flow this is the question. It's really tight. Is it a violation to skip a week of tithing if it means bills will go unpaid? He wrote, there are several problems. Read the following with feeling and you will hear what you need to hear. The Bible clearly states that you should tithe first fruits, then pay your bills. By tithing first, your tight cash flow will become loose in unexpected ways. I believe this is because you are walking through fear with faith and you will be rewarded for that faith. The Prayer of Jabez by Dr. Bruce Wilkinson says, daily you should ask for, expect, and get, and be bountifully thankful for your blessings. His an, an, uh, antidote on uh, uh, women. Let me, let's stop there for a moment because I'm about to jump into another thought process and I want to stop. So first of all, he, he, he quotes scripture when it talks about the first fruits. Now, here, here's where the rubber hits the road. Most people have no clue about how spiritually powerful we are. And I'm saying that for myself. I'm saying that for any other clergy person, philosopher, guru, priest, monk, minister, spiritual teacher, 
and and everyday person who doesn't have a spiritual calling far as it as an occupation as a craft in other words some of us this is what we do on a day-to-day basis it don't mean we're more or less spiritual than anybody else this is our craft this is our occupation this is our calling why do i say such a bold statement i'm saying such a bold statement because we don't have a clue How dynamic it mean how dynamic it is to say that I'm made in the image and after the likeness of God. And then you start realizing that we are in a solar system on a planet that's twirling around a sun, which is a star, and there are countless universes. Uh, we're in a solar system that's a part of a galaxy called the Milky Way of, of you know, I don't know how many stars or solar systems are in the, gal- in the Milky Way galaxy. I would have to Google it, but I know it's a lot. And the Milky Way is just one of possibly countless galaxies in the manifested universe. We're not talking about unmanifested, the spiritual side of life. God, the creator, omnipresence or omnipotence or omniscience or whatever term you want to use, divine mind, created all of this. And this is just the physical side of life. And then there's an unmanifested spiritual side of life. And when we can say that spiritually we are the image and likeness of the creator of galaxies, that is saying, do I really have a clue? about who I am. That's why I've been saying for the last couple of months now, understanding determines if something is a problem or not. Because if you understood, or if I understood who I really am, these so-called problems wouldn't be problems. This is what made Jesus so cool. Jesus and he kept growing into had an awareness of who he was and kept growing into it. So he would bump into a problem and just go into action. Jesus, what are we going to do to feed all these people? We're out here in the wilderness and you've been teaching all day and these people are hungry. We need to send them home. Tell the people to sit down. What do we have? Five loaves and two fish. Okay, I'm going to break it, I'm going to bless it, and it's going to be enough for everybody. Now, people think that that means that all of a sudden that bread and fish start multiplying like popcorn in the microwave. I'm not saying that's what happened. What I'm saying is the demand was met. People could have brought food and shared. The caravan could have went by. Anything could have happened. I don't know, but here's what I do know. When we are in tune, God has a... 
miraculous ways of getting our supply to us. You know, people needed healings. Man is at the at the pool for 38 years at Bethsaida. 38 years of excuses not getting into the pool to get his healing, being the first person that time of the year. You got in the pool, they believe the angel touched the water, blah, 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 blah. He's Jesus, I've been here all this time, and every time I try to get in the pool, I can't make it. Somebody always jumps in front of me. That man should have been at the edge of that pool ready to roll in when it was time. There was no reason why he, for 38 years, he didn't get his healing. Jesus didn't even entertain that excuse. Get up. Pick up your bed and walk. Get up. Because Jesus knew that healing wasn't determined by a time of day or year or by outer circumstances like I rolled into the water or whatever. But it was based on consciousness produces form. And his consciousness was so strong that if a person had belief in what he believed in, they could produce results. Now that's a consciousness that's formidable. So strong that if you believe that they believe, their belief can help you. So when a spiritual teacher says first fruits or give first, their consciousness is trying to help you shift yours to the realization of what you're connected to. And if you recognize what you're connected to, you can make some miraculous results or you can have some miraculous results. Just think about it. So he also says, whether you tithe or you don't tithe, you still have to pay your bills. Bills are, for the most part, a constant in our lives. Tithing or not tithing, however, can actually work in conjunction with or completely against that constant. By tithing, uh, as prescribed repeatedly in the Bible, you literally open the floodgates of heaven to attend to your needs. If you don't tithe, you shut off this invisible system and miss out on your deserved blessing. So he says, you're in control like a faucet. You get to turn the faucet on, the water comes out. You get to not turn the faucet on, the water doesn't come out. It's still your choice. The water's still there. The issue is, or the concern is, are you benefiting from the water? So, it's about time for us to take our break. Um, We'll be right back answer more questions about the miracle of tithing on True Transforms. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. 
If you enjoy the programming, please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. God is extravagant supply. Get that, extravagant. God is extravagant supply. He brings forth the best robe. He spreads a banquet table, as we saw last night, with good things on which we may feast. He overflows our cup. He opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing. And then this is what that Unity Correspondence Course said. Why are you satisfied with such meager living when you may have so much? To find out more about Unity teachings, visit unity.org. Unity is proud to announce the first-ever New Thought Walden Awards, honoring 27 leaders who are helping to change the world. Some are well-known, but most are unsung heroes. They care about spirituality, healing, interfaith understanding, caring for the earth, and social activism. Read about them in the September-October edition of Unity Magazine, or go online to waldenawards.com. Congratulations to all. Discover Unity Village, and you'll find a peaceful oasis just 15 miles from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. If you're doing business in the area or looking for the perfect place for your retreat or conference, check out all that Unity Village has to offer. With 1,200 wooded acres, a beautiful nature trail, award-winning rose garden, golf course, and newly redesigned hotel and conference center, Unity Village has everything you need for that perfect event. Go to unityvillage.org to find out more. If you have struggled with low self-esteem and body acceptance, it's time to experience radical self-love with Dr. Ramdesh and the Body Temple. Every Thursday at 4 p.m. Central, Ramdesh guides you to live a more empowered life. Gain a deeper love and acceptance of yourself through yoga and meditation techniques. Listen in as fascinating guests join the show to share their wisdom and help you on your spiritual journey. Join the show with your question or comment here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Again, we're in the midst of teaching the book, The Miracle of Tithing by Mark Victor Hansen. This is the last week I'm doing teaching this book. Next week, I'm starting a new series titled the Pro, uh, title Prosperity's Ten Commandments, based upon the book of the same title by Georgiana Tree West. Georgiana Tree West. You can get the book on unity.org. Just go to their online shop under Books and Prosperity. This book is I believe it was fourteen ninety five, so it's a really good deal. I believe there are some copies on Amazon uh, dot com. So I want to make sure that you have the book. So as we're going along with the book, 
you have an opportunity to get the best out of it. It's really important that you get the books. Now, one of the reasons why, and I'm going to get back to the miracle of tithing in a minute, as I st stated earlier, that I'm teaching this book is because uh, I like the way she takes the original Ten Commandments and gives them a prosperity twist. That's one. But the other thing is I'm a big believer in the the pure new thought message. You know, at this point, you know, you know, I believe you can use other things to enhance a thing. But I believe in the purity of the message. In other words, the beauty of early new thought was it had to work. You know, you know, it had to work. Those people that were teaching about healing in the midst of of a medical science that's nowhere near where it is now. And they and so when people had to find alternative means to get healed, it mattered. So understanding the principles of spiritual healing mattered. It was really literally a life and death situation because people couldn't rely on the standardized medical science that we have now. When New Thought came along, you know, there were no such thing as emergency rooms, for instance. You know, just hospitals everywhere. You know, doctor had a bag. The doctor either had an office or a bag, and they came to do what they needed to do. But it was the same thing with some of these prosperity principles. They they tapped into an understanding of God as the source that allowed them to produce results consistently in different environments. You know, and even when some of these books that were written in the midst of the Great Depression, like Prosperity by Charles Fillmore, or a book that's totally based on new thought, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And when I say totally based, I mean 75% easily of Think and Grow Rich. 80% is based upon some new thought principles. Uh, uh, his Napoleon Hill's book, The Law of Success, or Law of Success, which is his original book. And many other books that were written in that era were written in a time where people were dealing with economic calamities. And through these principles, they were able to produce results. You know, uh, the founder of Christ Universal Temple was known for being a stickler for teaching the prosperity of God in a, in a very ethical way. And her belief was teach the people the principles and if because she understood that consciousness produced form, therefore certain results will come out of certain ways of thinking and feeling. And she trained her people to do it. We're talking about uh, African Americans in, in, in the Jim Crow era, 1950s, 60s, where literally there were laws to suppress black people in America. Now, some, some of those uh, laws might not be on the books, but the psychology still exists. But that's a different conversation for another day. The, but the laws were created to suppress black people. This is the, when she started Christ Universal Temple. Martin Luther King hadn't start, had just started doing some of the work that he was doing. Uh, you know, Megar Evers and some of the other people, the, you know, the Malcolm X's and et cetera. So she was saying that people in that same time period, which was exceptionally explosive, change your thinking and 
you can change your life. If you change the way you think, you can change the way you live. And then demonstrated it herself and took people along for the ride. And that's why she could always say it works if you work it. So I'm saying to you out there, the people out there listening in different places, that we have uh, several people who listen in various countries, multiple countries in Africa, uh, people in Europe, people in Canada, people in the United States, people in Mexico, people all over the Caribbean, people in Central America. I think I've, I've, I've bumped into somebody who was in South America before, uh, whether you're in the Middle East or Asia. Understand that you are a powerhouse. And if you learn how to embody the messages that you're receiving through Unity Online Radio, through your study, and learn how to think, feel, speak, act, and react from this new state of mind, this new way of thinking, this new spiritual consciousness that you are developing, you can radically improve and transform your life. Not just change it, not just improve it, radically improve it and transform it. And I realize that circumstances can be all against you. But you know, this, you know, I'm a, a old school hip hop head. I grew up in the, uh, for those who don't, are not in Chicago, didn't grow up in America, that's like saying you're an old fan or was a part of that culture back in the day. And you know, they used to break dance and all that other stuff back in the day. But anyway, uh, it made me think of this, this song where this, um, uh, Old school rapper Big Daddy Kane said, fronting like you're hitting hard when your arms are too short to box with God. And what he was stating was, when you know who you are, you know that you can't be touched. You know, your arms are too short to box with God. Now, obviously, that's a metaphor, but get the point. He believed that he was that good, therefore he was unstoppable. You got to walk from that space. And he's still getting paid now. Years later, traveling all over the world, getting paid to perform songs he made in 1987, 88, and 89. Still getting paid. Anyway, back to the book. Oh, wait a minute. This Unity on all the shows on Unity Online Radio, including this one, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give. My request is that you go to Unity Online Radio's website, because I know a lot of people listen to this show via podcast. Unity.fm is a quick way to get there. And click on the Donate button and help support this online ministry. Uh, Also, uh, this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is that you like it, give it a five-star rating, and write a positive review. It helps with the algorithms. The show is also on iTunes podcast and the uh, app called Stitcher, Stitcher for Android devices. My request yet again is that you give it a five-star rating and you write a positive review. It helps with the algorithms to get the information in front of other people as options. So your assistance in helping get this message out is definitely needed 
wanted and appreciated. Okay? Because I think it's important for you to know that, that it's needed. We need you to help get this message out. We want you to get this message out. And we appreciate that you are staying with us for the transformation of human consciousness. All right. So, also want to remind you that, uh, again, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, but I just want to keep it out. I'm still working on people who have been contacting me saying, hey, what about some personal coaching and things of that nature? I'm real close to being able to say something on it. I want to make sure that I can maximize the time frames that I'm going to give for it because I want to make sure whatever I commit to, I can do it in an excellent way. I don't want to do something poorly. I want to make sure that I can, one, maintain and manage the time based upon other things that I have to get done. So I'm very close. Just give me a little bit longer. And for those who uh, are seeking some more uh, personal coaching, training, development, whatever, I'll let you know what it takes for you to get it and what that means and what that looks like. All right. Um, In other words, it won't be free. (laughs) So, all right, moving on. Uh, The book goes on to say, should I wait until the recession is over to start tithing? He wrote, and everybody has different recessions in different times in their countries, et cetera. No, it is more than is more vital that you begin tithing now more than ever. To end your personal recession, you've been encouraged to start tithing at once using whatever resources you have right here and right now. Tithing will facilitate automatic improvement of your situation and circumstance. Note that the greater your need, the more important it is to start tithing immediately. One's problems all emanates from one's mental attitude, disposition, mood, and beliefs. Now, so again, he's using tithing and teaching it in a way to say it's a remedy for you to work on your mind. It's a remedy. Are you working on your mind in a way that allows you to do some different things? And what I mean by different things, I mean that allows you to get the results that you desire. Um, I'm, tonight, I'm starting my Think and Grow Rich class at in the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple. It's not online because I've had some people reach out to me and ask me that already. This is a class specifically for the students in the Johnny Coleman Institute uh, at Christ Universal Temple. But if you're in the Chicagoland area, it's a nine-week course. You want to get up with me. Trust me, it's going to be good. Now, I say all that to say this. Your systems will determine your results. So it's important that your systems are tight. If you don't have tight systems, in other words, how you handle situations, what you do and how you do them, then what ends up happening is you create scenarios, um, you create scenarios that uh, will show you the inconsistencies of your consciousness. So in other words, if if you have fear one day and you're confident the next, and this is happening back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, then you'll get those inconsistent uh, uh, experiences because the con- your mindset has not stabilized itself to give you consistent results. You know, one of the definitions of a metaphysician is one who is skilled in the science of being. One who is skilled. The key or operative word is skilled 
if you are a person who walks and navigates the spiritual, you have to become skilled in it. You're already spiritual. You've been spiritual through what you would call your worst experiences. But just because God is omnipresent and omnipotent and omniscient, you know, everywhere present, all powerful, all intelligence and wisdom, etc., does not mean that you benefit from the allness of God when your mind can't grasp a clue of what that means. I tell people this all the time. Yes, God is omnipresence. Is that stopping people getting killed on the streets of Chicago? Or or does that stop kids hungry in 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 third world third world countries? No. Is God there? Yes. Well, why is God letting him do it? Because you think that, or not you, but some people think that God is some big person in the sky that says, oh, no, 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 let's not let that happen. God is the creative capacity, potential, and possibility that allows us to create the life that we desire or create the disasters that we see. And some of it is through omission and commission. Sometimes we are willfully out of alignment with truth. And sometimes through our ignorance, we're out of alignment with truth. And we're letting things happen because we don't realize we have power. It was a lot of people who protested in the civil rights era, but it took Rosa Parks to sit down on that bus and say, I'm not getting up and going to jail. That stirred up the fact that the reason that Montgomery uh, bus boycott worked was because when black people in Montgomery, Alabama decided, I'm not going to ride the bus if I have to sit in the back of the bus. And black folks start carpooling. We start walking to work. And for a long, 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 long period of time, no black people were on buses. And the economic system around those buses crashed that one woman and her shift in consciousness helped shift the consciousness of a nation because once the Martin Luther Kings and the other civil rights leaders many too many to name at this point jumped into it they realized that that the, the time was right to do this differently and we need to tackle this differently and we have to have the courage to stand up. So that shifted mind changed the nation. Now, here's the beauty of it. I've, uh, Martin Luther King got the non-resistant form of protest from Gandhi. So Gandhi's demonstration of freeing India gave Martin Luther King the inspiration of using the same method. Methods, And I've seen countries that have been going through the turmoil and overthrowing governments and things of that nature, quoting Martin Luther King for the reasons why their governments have to change. So never say that just because you change your mind and take a stand for what you believe that something can't be changed. It absolutely can be changed. The question is. Are you ready? I know some people say they're ready. But are you ready? You're ready 
when it has to happen, when it must happen, when it's not optional. That's when you're ready. That's when you're ready. If you're ready to have some financial breakthroughs, you will follow the directions of people who know what they're talking about. Uh, the person that's on TV all the time uh, talking about money, uh, Dave Ramsey, total money maker of a financial piece, et cetera. He teaches tithing. He talks about being out of debt. He talks about, you know, you know, how to, you know, not using credit cards and all that type of stuff, you know, for, he talks about how do you invest and how do you protect your assets and all the stuff that money people will talk about, but he teaches tithing. And we're talking about a person who came out of bankruptcy, figured out what to do, and then started over and rebooted his life and decided, hey, I'm going to teach other people how to do it. And he teaches tithing. So the real question is, are you ready? Are you ready? As I stated before, you tithe where you received your spiritual food. I'm a big believer in that. That's where you tithe. Where you get fed, fed, and it doesn't make, you know, that, you know, where you get fed is where it should go. Point blank. Anyway, back to the book. It says, what if you tithe and your spouse doesn't? He says, I suggest you tithe from your own personal income, leading by example. That's kind of simple. But be careful about fighting with people about it. Just what you what, what's yours, what you've earned, or what is set aside for you based upon that. But don't ever try to force somebody to be something that they don't want to be. Let them see the results. Uh, old, old speaker, see, they used to come to CUT. Used to uh, Michael Kelly used to say, "How can I say to the lost, follow me as I follow God, and I don't have anything?" So let the results speak for themselves. Back to the book. Let me, it's just a lot of stories left in this book now. So let me just kind of recap this. Start where you are and build from there. Some people are ready to just jump in and do the full 10. Some people aren't. I, I'm a big believer that if you do something out of fear, you, because consciousness produces form, you also produce some things to be scared about. But I do believe in the stretch. What can you do now and be comfortable and then give yourself a timeline and stretch it 1%. So let's say, for instance, you starting, you could be starting off with 2% or 3%. And in three months, it's four. And another three months, it's six. And another three months, it's eight. And another three months, it's 10. And you've comfortably allowed your soul to grow into your giving. You might end up being a person that's a tithe plus. Were you giving 15, 20%? As we read, it was a guy in the book that was a reverse tither. He gave 90% and kept 10, and he still has more money than most people. 
That's very interesting, isn't it? To be a reverse tither and still have more money than most people in most countries. Maybe it's true. You can't outgive God. But here's the thing. Tithing is not being reckless with your money. I know some people are just, they don't have a structure. They just, you know, throwing money here, throwing money there, spending it recklessly, spending it all out in the street foods and and randomness and giving people that. And I'm buying drinks on the house and I'm doing whatever. But, but sometimes that type of utilization of money is based upon ego or the need to be wanted or liked or valued by other people. You know, the pe- person, you know, I, I never forget I was watching the show on um, cable and the lead character was an agent, sports agent. He walked to, the, to his client's house and the client had this gigantic party on and he needed to borrow some money from the agent. And, and the guy was like, you need to borrow. And it was a decent amount, like $200,000 or something, you know, these million dollar agents and whatever. And it was a loan. And he looked around, he says, man, who are all these people in your house? And the guy said, the football player said, man, I don't even know. They got caught in the lifestyle. These people are utilizing his resources, tearing his house up, swimming in his pool. There's 40 people in his house partying, and he didn't know who most of the people were. So his money was being spent. It wasn't being circulated. It wasn't being utilized in a principal way. And, you know, it was scripture, a fool and his money shall soon part. And, you know, you know, there's a song that says everybody plays the fool sometimes. There's no exception to the rule. But if you find yourself playing the fool, catch yourself or love yourself enough to have people around you to tell you, hey, you're out of alignment. And help you get back, and then they can help you get back into alignment because they love you enough to call you on your stuff. So, wrapping up Miracle of Tithing, you have five podcasts now to help you work with the concept. If you go back to the series, you've discovered, you will discover that I've taught tithing like uh, possibly a dozen times already. Or more outside of this series because the books that I've been teaching on prosperity sooner or later they get here that you have to work on your consciousness of giving that's a part of the total package so next week make sure you have the book prosperity's 10 commandments by Georgiana Tree West go to unity.org go to the online store Purchase the book. Like I said, it's only about $14.95. Uh, there are copies on Amazon.com for the CUT people. I don't know if it's in the bookstore or not. I didn't check this morning before I started the podcast. What I can say is this. Try to work out, try to utilize the information in the book in a way that says, I'm going to try verbatim and see what happens. One of my most recent revelations is that that most people, if not all of us, tend to read a book or get information or go to workshops or seminars or sermons or speeches or whatever. And we never, and I mean never, work 
the book in the way the author intended it to be worked. In other words, stop, do this exercise, do we stop? Do these things every day in the morning and the evening for this amount of time. Affirm this, read that, do this, do that, make this, meditate on that. Do these exercises, fill in the blanks. We just do our own thing and we want the results that the author is promising or the speaker is promising. But, but no, that's not how it works. It works if you work it, yes, but you got to work it correctly. And if you're trying to do your own thing and shooting from the hip and doing a little bit of what the author says and a lot of what you always do that won't get you the results you desire, then realize everybody plays the fool sometimes. No exception to the rule. Don't be the fool. Be the person who says, I'm going to walk in alignment and integrity with this truth. And I'm going to judge it based upon its merits. So we're going to wrap up. I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. God bless you. Enjoy and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.